0: Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a great show today for you guys. I'm going to title this show, Reborn Identity. (laughs) Jesus said you must be born again. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And so if there was any reason for us to identify with our old man, there would be no need to be reborn again. If if we were whole in Adam, there would be no need for the second Adam, Jesus Christ. And so I want to talk about reborn identity. And, and, and the importance of us having our identity in Christ because there's been so much going on today in today in today's world. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride for many of you. and it's easy to get distracted because it's like we're being pulled in every which, in every direction it seems like you know and, and, and so it is important, imperative that we as Christians stay rooted in the Lord. And so last show, I dealt with feeling spiritually and mentally drained, feeling like you're spiritually and mentally on life support. And the reason why this show is so important is because many of us don't realize one of the primary reasons we feel so spiritually and mentally drained and so distant from God at times and lacking in our faith, It's because we're torn in our identity. What do I mean by that? When it comes down to our blackness or our Christianity, we choose our blackness. When it comes down to our whiteness or our Christianity, we choose our our whiteness or we choose our patriotism over Christ. When it comes down to politics, we choose and put other things before Christ. And 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 some of you just hearing this, you know, you may be offended, you know, just by hearing this opening, you may be offended and not realizing in your offense, you actually prove the point that I'm making. But my goal isn't to offend you. My brother, my sister, my goal is not to offend you, but to help you and point you to our Lord and help you be equipped in the power of his might many of us have been feeling like we're we're almost if i give the analogy like we're a car on e pushing on fumes many of us have been operating off of fumes and we don't realize it's because we have been putting our trust and finding our identity in everything but the lord and, and for some of us, it's not like we don't still read our Bibles and, and pray, but it's almost like the things that we are supposed to do has become have become a routine, more about just checking off the box. Oh, I prayed today. I read my word today. But did you really pray today? Did you really read your word today? Like, did you allow the Lord to speak to your heart and convict your heart and so I want to encourage you guys. I'm challenging you guys to go the extra mile, go the extra mile in your pursuit of Christ. Die to yourself, because like like never before, the, the world needs to see our example. The world needs to see Christ in you. And so with all that this is is, is going on, it's nothing wrong it's nothing. And I have to say this there's nothing wrong with being proud of who God made you and where you come from. But it is so important that we put these things in their proper perspective and not make idols out of our ethnicity and nationality or political parties. Like when we look at Paul and the apostles, they were led by the spirit And as they were led by the spirit, their focus wasn't to glorify being Israelites, but to know and proclaim Christ. Notice how Paul considers his credentials as a Hebrew to be rubbish in order to gain Christ. When we look at Philippians chapter three, verse five through eight, verse five starts off by saying, and, and Paul is basically Going over his credentials, he says, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. He says, I was a Hebrew. I'm a Hebrew. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Now catch verse seven, though. But whatever gain I had, which referring to those things that I just that he just listed off, he says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake. I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. In other words, he says out of all of these things that I just listed off, when in comparison to Christ, they're trash, they're rubbish, they're dung, they're boo-boo. <laughs> he says they're not these things don't even matter because my identity is in Christ. And listen, he's not denying where he's from. He's not done. He's not saying, oh, I'm no longer a Hebrew. But what he's saying is when it comes down to it. Everything in comparison to Christ is nothing. It means nothing. And so when many of us as believers. We find ourselves at a crossroad. I, I, I've seen different believers or, or professing Christians say, hey, I'm unapologetically black and unapologetically Christian. And listen, I I don't think we should ever feel ashamed of, of who God made us to be and where we come from. If God made you white, you should be proud to be white. If God made you black, you should be proud to be black. But we should never idolize our lineage and our bloodline Um, And so I want to help us put all of these things in perspective that we may see the excellency of Christ, because what happens is for, for some people. When we begin to look to. Find identity in our blackness or find identity in our politics or find identity in our whiteness, whatever the case may be for you. It is saying that Christ isn't enough. And I can hear some people saying, man, well, there's nothing wrong with being proud of where you're from. That's not what I'm saying. It is keeping Christ above all. When we look at John chapter eight, we see Jesus' encounter with the Pharisees. And we see the Pharisees have made the law of Moses and their man made traditions and their heritage and bloodline. An idol how do we know that they made their heritage an idol we know this because they didn't even recognize jesus when he showed up on the scene now get this they didn't notice jesus and who he was when he showed up on the scene yet the law and the prophets were given to point to him Yet when he showed up, they didn't recognize he was the one that they should have been waiting for. They didn't recognize that he was the one that they should have been looking for. When we look at John chapter eight, starting at verse 32, and I want to this is so important. I don't want you guys to miss this because this is powerful. And in John chapter eight, verse 32, Jesus, um, he's dealing with the Pharisees all through all through chapter eight. But I want to start at verse 32. Jesus says to them, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In verse 33, they answered him. We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? See, they didn't even recognize that they were bound. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. He, Jesus is basically telling them, Jokers, you guys are saying that you're not, that you're free, but you're bound by sin. Verse 35, the slave does not remain in the house forever, the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Verse 37. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Now, this is important. Jesus is recognizing, hey, you are of the bloodline of Abraham. He says, I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. Verse 38. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Uh oh. So, I want you guys to catch this. In verse 37, Jesus recognizes that, hey, you are of Abraham's bloodline in the flesh. Yet, in verse 38, he says, You you do what you have heard from your father, but he's and he's not referring to Abraham here. Verse thirty nine. They answered him. Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham, the works that Abraham did. Verse 40. But now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God that is not what Abraham did you are doing the works of your father you are doing the works your father did man he, he, he he's making so this is I want you I don't want you guys to miss this so on one hand Jesus is saying yeah I recognize that you are of Abraham's bloodline you are of the seed of Abraham But he's making a distinction here from the flesh and the spirit. He says, you may be of Abraham's seed in the flesh, but you're not of Abraham's seed in the spirit. See, verse 41, you are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Verse 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, You would love me for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. So in other words, see the distinction in the flesh. Yes, you're of Abraham's seed. But when it comes to faith in the spirit, your father is the devil. And so, in other words, the spiritual takes precedence over the natural. He says in verse 44, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now get this. On one hand, Jesus acknowledges that they are of the bloodline of Abraham. They are of the seed of Abraham. But on the other hand, he tells them that Abraham is not your father, but your father is the devil. And this is why. Galatians 329 is so important because in Galatians 329, it lets us know all who place faith in Christ are Abraham's seed in verse 38. Before that, it says there there's neither Jew nor Greek slave, nor free male or female for all are one in Christ. So ultimately, this the promises that were made to Abraham was to ultimately bring salvation Through Christ to all men, and so that's why in verse twenty-nine in Galatians three twenty-nine it lets us know all who place faith in Christ are of the seed of Abraham. Those who were actually of Abraham's seed were even considered to be Abraham's seed by Christ, because they didn't believe in Him. And this is important for us to understand, as it applies to how we identify ourselves with things outside of Christ. Verse 45, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God, hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear, hear them is that you are not of God. So in other words, it doesn't matter who who who. What family you come from, because some of us think because we grew up in church and our 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 mommy, our 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 mama is a minister, our mother is on the mother's board or my daddy is a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. We think because the family that we uh, come from or or, or are part of makes us right with God. And it means nothing. It doesn't matter what family you 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 grew up in or you you. It doesn't matter your bloodline if you haven't put faith in Christ. It doesn't matter what country you 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 were born in if if you don't place faith in Christ. None of it matters. And so, he says, "Whoever is of God, hear's the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God." Verse 48. The Jews answered him, "Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon. See, they were so far off. They didn't even recognize he was a Jew. And not just that, they thought he had a demon. This is how this is, man, I'm trying not to get too far ahead, but this is how things work when we when we put too much precedence in our ethnicity When we put too much precedence in our political parties, it actually blinds us. It 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 hinders our discernment. They didn't even recognize that they were talking to the Messiah. Instead, they said he had a demon. Instead, they were fighting him. And verse forty nine, Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Verse 50. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Verse 52. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Verse 53, are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Verse 54, Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. Verse 55, but you have not known him. I know him. If I. I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. Man, Jesus is tearing them up. But I do know him and I keep his word. Verse 56. Now, this is when they really get heated in Jesus' response. Jesus says, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. <laughs> he saw it and was glad. Verse 57. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Verse 58. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Verse 59. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple they picked up stones to stone him when they should have been dropping to their knees to worship him. I listen and and listen, this is why it is so important not to make your ethnicity or your bloodline an idol. Because in doing so, just like the Pharisees, you'll miss God and fail to recognize your time of visitation. Here in John 8, this was their time of visitation. And this is why, like the Pharisees, so many of us are found fighting God instead of falling down to worship him. Our idols blind us. To our time of visitation this is why Paul in Philippians 3 chapter 3 verse 3 says have no confidence in the flesh the Pharisees missed Jesus because their confidence was in the flesh their confidence was in being of the bloodline or seed of Abraham that they missed the whole purpose of Abraham's existence And so like the Pharisees, we choose our heritage above Christ. Many of us choose our blackness over Christ. Many of us choose our whiteness and patriotism over Christ. Many of us choose our politics over Christ, and we're found having confidence in the flesh. And you can't have confidence in your flesh or in the flesh and be led by the spirit because Romans 8 lets us know that the the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another and so while on one hand I'm proud to be a black man who's from the west side of Detroit I represent Detroit all day everywhere I go <laughs> But I cannot let that take precedence over my identity, which is in Christ. Me me being a black man from Detroit is rubbish in comparison to gaining the knowledge and excellency of Christ. I count it as rubbish, just like Paul counted his being a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee, um, zeal and knowledge. He counted all of those things as dung that he might gain Christ. But some of us aren't willing to count these things as dung because Christ isn't enough in our hearts. So we cling to our ethnicity for for identity and wholeness. We cling to our politics for identity because Christ isn't enough. And so when I look at Acts chapter 17, verse 26 through 27, it helps me put this in its proper perspective. When we look at Acts chapter 17, verse 26 through 27, at verse 26, it says, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, referring to God having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place now catch this what is saying the family you were born in the neighborhood you were raised in it was not by mistake and i want to be careful when i say this and be sensitive because i recognize some of us grew up in broken situations some of us grew up in horrific situations. Some of us were abused. Some of us was mo- was molested. And I'm not by any means saying that these things were decreed or ordained by God. But what I am saying is God in his sovereignty. Had us born in the time, and the place that we were born in for his purpose. And so let me read verse 26 again. And it says he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. And verse 27 explains why, because some of you, you need to make sense of why you were put in certain positions. Verse 27 says that they should seek God. That you should seek God, that I should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. So let me put this in in, in perspective. God put you right where you are and put you in the best position to find him. I'm going to say that again. God put each and every one of us, the family that we grew up in, the neighborhood that we were born in. He put us right where we were in, where we where we are to put us in the best position to find him. It's right there. That's what the Bible just said. It says that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. So if you grew up in with a silver spoon in your mouth, God puts you in the best position to find him. If you grew up in poverty or in a broken neighborhood and family, God puts you in that position to put you in the best position to find him. And I talk about this and, and I don't want to go too far off on a tangent. I don't even think this really a tangent, but I talked about this in in the episode where I talked about why does God allow bad things to happen why does God allow evil some of us would never have come to Christ if it wasn't for the bad things that had happened in our lives and so God has a way of using good and bad to get our attention to put our eyes on him and so when I look at being where where I was born and where I come from I take pride in knowing that God made me who I am and he put me right where he put me to put me in the best position to find him and so you have to have that confidence you have to know this but getting back to the point we have to really look at ourselves because With with everything that's going on, there is a. A pressure. To find to look for solutions outside of God. Um, All almost all the way to almost to the point, and I'm not going to even say almost to the point, but to the point where even when you look at the Bible. People are pressuring you to make the Bible about you. More about you than it is about Christ This is why we see a rise In a great falling away Many who used to profess to be followers of Christ Or or professed to be Christians Are now identifying as Hebrew Israelites They have begin to proclaim Israel as the truth Even though Jesus said I am the way The truth and the life And they failed to realize that. Christ didn't come to proclaim Israel, but but Israel's the purpose of Israel was to be a royal priesthood to. All the nations to proclaim Christ to the nations as the savior, not just of Israel, but of the world. I talked about we talked about this, um, I believe, in the last episode with with Desmond where we talked about the Hebrew Israelites, and I don't want to get into all of that, but it's so important that that we stay anchored and rooted in Christ because there is a pressure for us to put our blackness ahead of Christ. There is a pressure for you to put your patriotism, your, your whiteness ahead of Christ. There is a, a pressure for us as believers To put our flesh and have confidence in the flesh. And so we don't want to be distracted. I want to leave you with something that Jesus said in Matthew 12. Verse 46, uh, verse 46 through 50. It says, while he was still speaking to the people, Jesus is teaching and preaching. He says, it says why he was still speaking to the people. Behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Verse 47 or verse 48. But he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Verse 49 and stretching out his hand toward his, his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now get this. Jesus was not denying his mother in the flesh. He was not denying his sister and his brothers in the flesh. But what he was, the point that he was making was those who do the will of God are my brothers and sisters and my mother, and they are more of my family than those who are of blood who do not do the will of God. Those who are of the family of God, of the kingdom of God, are more family than than my own blood and so we see in scripture just like in john 8 jesus acknowledges bloodline but what's interesting about christ he puts the spirit and and kingdom over bloodline and we as christians have to do the same Jesus and Paul. Aren't aren't contradicting each other. And so we as believers have to cling to the word of God, I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that. You find your identity in Christ. You know, it's nothing. And again, I just want to end with this, I want to iterate this and I might be reiterating this uh, I may have reiterated this a lot during the show because anytime you start you bring up race in politics people tend to want to immediately put you in a box and and assumptions are made be proud of who God made you but make sure your identity is in Christ above all things amen amen listen I want you guys to go to path of revelation now.com leave a prayer request, leave suggestions for future shows. I pray that uh, this show inspires you and encourages you and challenges you. Um, if you would like to donate, um, you can cash at me at Gabriel T park, um, Gabriel T parkers, the cash app uh, PayPal is path of revelation. Now at gmail.com and listen, all the donations go right back into path of revelation um into me producing content godly content Uh, my album god willing will be available next month i'm super excited i will be releasing the title of my project um probably if not next show probably the show after next but listen i'm super excited keep me in prayer as i keep you in prayer listen thank you for tuning in to the path of revelation podcast And this is where the courtship meets scripture.